My name is Zach Como, and you're listening to the My Tech Decisions Podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of My Tech Decisions Podcast. My name is Zach and I'm your host. I am recording again from my makeshift podcast studio, which is essentially just a desk in my basement. And that is, of course, because of the coronavirus, uh, which is having an, an impact on everybody, especially the healthcare industry around the world. Makeshift hospitals are being constructed and convention centers are being turned into healthcare facilities to accommodate the demand for hospital beds to treat both coronavirus patients and those suffering from other ailments. And that brings us to the subject of today's podcast episode. The McCormick Place Convention Center in Chicago was transformed into the McCormick Place Alternative Care Facility, a dedicated COVID-19 facility that acts as a relief valve on the local hospital system up there in Chicago. Uh, Chicago-based IT firms Stratosphere Networks and Avant Communications and several other technology partners made that rapid transformation happen by designing the IT and telecom infrastructure for the makeshift hospital all in less than two weeks. Avant Senior Partner Manager Samantha Carfignini and Stratosphere Enterprise Technology Advisor Kendra Karaseski joined the podcast to talk about how they were able to make that quick turnaround happen. Before we get to that interview, here's a quick reminder that the My Tech Decisions podcast is available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Subscribe and download to listen to weekly interviews with technology experts like IT managers, cybersecurity professionals, managed service providers, AV integrators, and more. Again, search the My Tech Decisions podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Now, here's the interview. Could you tell our listeners about the McCormick Place Convention Center and, and you know what went into transforming that into an alternate care facility, um, you know, from an IT perspective. Yeah, so this is Kendra from Stratosphere, Zach. I worked with the Avant team initially, um, you know, seems a long, like a long time ago, but it was only just a few weeks ago where the state of Illinois had reached out to us and, you know, they were in need of a, an alternate care facility in, in the Chicago area. And we put together a plan. I got off the phone with the state, um, worked with our team and our CEO, Steve Melchiori, um, and reached out to Sam and her team at Avant to come up with some just initial ideas, right? I mean, they needed a hospital built in two weeks. And it wasn't something, you know, we're, a, you know, an IT organization with a lot of engineers on staff, but that sort of undertaking we couldn't, there's, I don't think anyone, any large small company could do without the help of, of really the trusted advisor network, right? Which is mm-hmm. uh, what Avant supports um, us and our team on. So we did some brainstorming around just that there's, there were, there was going to be different pieces that we wanted people to own and just f- really focus on, right? If we had a two week time frame, 
what is that going to look like? So we um, brought in a partner, TrustWave, on the cybersecurity and network piece. Um, our team helped with mobile device management, procurement, and uh, devices, which were actually really hard to find. So that was a big piece in itself. Right. Um, we brought in another partner to do just 24-7 level one help desk support. So um, to really just fit together different pieces and different companies within our Avant portfolio and our network right. uh, to just really we, to build a hospital in two weeks. Yeah. Um, and, and Samantha, do you, uh, do you want to add anything? Yeah, no, it was just really a great, um, it was like teamwork. It was like Kendra said, it was Sunday night. She texted me. She's like, hey, do you have a few minutes to chat? Um, and we got on the phone and we came up with a game plan of what vendors and what providers that we wanted to work with that we think would be a good fit for this. And then we mm -hmm. started reaching out to a lot of those providers. And even that Sunday night, they got on the phone with us. We had a conference call and it was just, for two weeks straight, I think it was talking to the vendors from 8 a.m. in the morning till 10 p.m. at night and everybody working together and using the resources mm. that we had. Uh, yeah. How did you guys do this in, in just two weeks? Um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, you know, you guys haven't have never done something like like this before. Um, so, yeah, was this kind of, of, a, of a, you know, unwritten playbook that you guys had to Kind of work with here. Yeah, yeah I, can I take, take that this. one, Sam. <laughs> or you can take that one. Go ahead. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I mean, I've been with Avant for eight years now, and I think this is probably one of the most exciting and quickest projects that we ever worked with. Um, mm. I think that all of these providers that we work with, they're all in the cloud space, so they're able to scale up and scale down pretty quickly. Um, so just getting the right resources and the right team and the right vendors together, um, we were able to pull this off within those two weeks. And, um, yeah, and just to add sorry, there, um, no, I was just going to add that the speed in, to which these, these um, companies deployed was amazing, right? Um, you know, the state was still in the works of putting together this contract for us. And some of these providers were, they just wanted to help, right? And so they worked under the impression that they had a contract. So there was a lot of goodwill in all of this too. And that's just a big story in itself. Just all of these companies and most of them Chicago-based just wanted to help their community. Right. And so a lot of this was happening without contracts in place. So it's pretty amazing. How many people worked on this thing? That is a good question. Yeah. There was about six vendors that we worked with. Um, but people-wise... Plus different IT doing? teams. Mm. I would say probably around 50 okay. would be a good number. Right. I could get back to you on the exact, but um, I would say yeah, that's and I would a good say probably, approximate I number. I think that's a good number. And then it's also probably more than that, like within each um, vendor, like internally that they were working with to get the quotes and like their IT people and their engineers. So I would say at least 50 people. 
can you give us some uh, specs on the on the network and uh, you know just tell us um you know i guess how it compares to uh you know the infrastructure in uh you know existing permanent hospitals etc yeah so mccormick place is a convention center um they you know they already had a lot of uh internet infrastructure in place right Mm. so what we did was we utilized since there's not any events going on right now for obvious Mm -hmm. reasons we they were amazing by the way to work with and their it team but they just provided us um, whatever we needed from an internet perspective. Uh, so, you know, and, and for our purposes, we just set up a separate network like we would a hospital, right? Yeah. That was locked down. We did a couple of Palo Altos with uh, a ton of throughput, high availability. We set up a VPN connection to Rush Hospital. Uh, this was in the first week, by the way. Uh, Palo Alto is in place, VPN connection set up with Rush Hospital, so that Rush could actually push out their Epic instance to the hospital. So that was a big cost savings, too. Mm. Epic um, was involved in getting this process stood up. Um, So, yeah, from a network perspective, all of that was in place in the first week. Um, And then after that, it was it was more monitoring and fine tuning. Right. Um, how, and how many, uh, beds are, are in the, uh, you know, this makeshift hospital. Yeah. So the original scope was to scale up to 3000. Thankfully, Illinois curve is, um, has flattened. Right. And that was Mm -hmm. always the goal, right. The best case scenario for this hospital was that it would never get to capacity. Um, so currently, there are a thousand beds built out um, mm. from that perspective, and it yeah, we don't expect to go any higher than that. And the capacity is really low at this point. Oh, great! That's good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what issues did you guys uh, run into while you're setting up this network? You know. I, you know, sorry to keep uh, taking this over, Sam, but I will, I'll let no, you chime that's... in. It was, it went really, you know, it, at at each milestone, it was hard for us to sit back and say it's going pretty well. <laughs> you yeah. know, we, we all were, you know, that was, as soon as we got the contract, that was our biggest worry, right? I mean, now we have to execute. Um, but the people involved to just get this working I mean, obviously, there's things that that went wrong, um, that would go wrong, and just the, the people that addressed those issues as they came up was it was just amazing to watch at mm-hmm. 10 o'clock at night or Saturday at 7 a.m. Whatever that looked like, um, right. you know, some of our biggest issues were around pr- procurement, right? So, you know, in a typical hospital scenario. Um, you know, you have handheld phones that are attached to, I don't know, in a lot of scenarios, an on-prem PBX, right? Um, Those were not available. In fact, you know, there there were so many healthcare and other facilities that had, that needed those phones. And so procurement for those types of devices were unavailable until, you know, probably right now. I don't know if they're still available. So we had to pivot 
into doing more handheld devices like iPhones and iPads, right? Um, and then utilizing cloud to push out applications onto those devices. The Still, the procurement was hard even to get a hold of those. So there were some delays, but what we did from a, a workaround perspective was, um, you know, getting training done virtually over like a WebEx, right? Instead of having devices in hand for nurses and doctors. Mm. Um, so there was no delays on our end from a go live perspective. Everything worked at the end of the day. There was a directory issue with, with the phone system application, but in the grand scheme of things, it was pretty minor. So everything, yeah, it was, it was a, a pretty big success at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what have you heard, um, if anything, from uh, healthcare professionals, you know, using those systems? It's been overwhelming awe, I would say. Yeah. And that's, um, we've had many people reach out to us as it was going on and, of course, afterwards and just, a lot of appreciation, right? Uh, mm. The teams have been there at every step of the way. So, um, you know, from a, we've worked hand in hand with the clinical teams there. We want to make sure that it's similar to what they're doing at their, the other hospitals they've been at, right? So we've mimicked right. some of those things. Rush was really involved in helping us. You know, we've worked in healthcare before, but we're not boots on the ground. We're not nurses and doctors. And Rush really helped fine tune those workflows. And, you know, there's a, there was some fine tuning, but at the end of the day, the, you know, I'm, I'm ready to have a, a beer with one of those clinical staff, you know, the, yeah. one of those members after this. Right. Uh, right it's right. been quite the journey. So, and we've been in it together. Awesome. Great. Uh, well, Samantha and Kendra, thanks very much for taking some time. Um, unless there's anything else um, you guys wanted to say, I think that I should wrap it up. Okay, great. Um, thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you. And I think just to kind of like touch on the point of like Stratosphere leading this, it's just such a cool story of like how the trusted advisor could like help their their customers during this time from like the start to finish and the project. Right. right. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of uh, of that going, um, you know, around the tech industry that uh, the worrying about dollars and cents uh, later, and you know, f trying to figure out how to help people get through this first. And uh, I've seen a lot of those kind of stories. Exactly, and it's yeah, cool to be a part of it. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks very much, guys. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, have a good weekend. Thank you for listening to another episode of My Tech Decisions Podcast, where it's our mission to help you make technology decisions for your organization. If you would like to learn more, head to mytechdecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at mytechdecisions. You can also follow me on Twitter at ZWComo. Until next time.